The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today we're going to discuss taking an account-based approach to all of your marketing activities. Joining us is Dan Fronin, who is the CMO of Sendoso, which is a sending and account-based execution platform. Sendoso supports revenue-driving teams to stand out with new ways to engage throughout the customer journey by integrating digital and physical sending strategies that enable companies to increase the effectiveness of their go-to-market programs and improve their relationships with their existing customers. And today, Dan and I are going to talk about the trend of going towards account-based everything. All right, here is my conversation with Dan Fronin, CMO of Sendoso. Dan, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me. Super excited to be here. Excited to chat with you. I'm sorry we couldn't get together in the same room. Thus is the way of the world, but we're both sitting here in the suburbs of the San Francisco Bay Area. Good to talk to someone locally. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, you know, living out here in the heart of the technology world, there's been a lot of developments lately in terms of new SaaS platforms, new marketing channels. There's also been a big trend that's happening for marketers, which is I don't know if it's the advent or the discovery or just the adoption of an account-based marketing strategy. Let's start off at the top here. Can you just walk me through how you at Sendoso define what ABM actually is? For us at Sendoso, ABM is actually more account-based everything. So traditionally in the past, marketing was really the champion of an account-based approach, most times through technology acquisition. But we believe that it's actually across the entire go-to-market team. And I see it more as a go-to-market strategy than I do a marketing strategy. I'll be honest, I don't really get ABM. And it makes me feel bad because I know that marketers are flocking towards this and there's technology that's being built. And my understanding of ABM is we're going to go after key strategic accounts. We're going to create marketing programs that are specific towards the people that we want to be our customers. And that seems great, but it's a trend against all the automation and sort of technology that we've seen being used in to reach mass amounts of people. Talk to me about why ABM is an impactful and successful marketing strategy. The reason it's so impactful from my vantage point and the companies that I've worked with in the past is that it aligns your marketing efforts with your sales efforts. And then ultimately, if you get it right, it actually aligns you with your customer success group as well, because you're all 
aligned on what your ideal customer profile is. And really the whole premise is that you are then segmenting out what your ideal target market looks like. And then you're deciding on how you're going to go and acquire those customers in the most efficient way possible. So there's this trend for CMOs and you have a CMO title. Your job is disappearing, hopefully not your job specifically, but the CMO title is becoming a little bit of a relic these days where companies are getting rid of the chief marketing officer and starting to look for somebody that manages marketing and sales and even customer success in integrated fashion. And they're calling them the chief revenue officer. We're seeing this at the top. Are you seeing this as an executional issue, a channel that's, you know, marketing is overlapping with sales and customer success? Or is it a strategy that marketing executives are implementing? I think it's twofold. One is that at the very top of a company, I think the more streamlined you can be strategically, the better off you are. And if all customer-facing teams who are aligned to revenue can fold into one group, like that makes a ton of sense. Why wouldn't you have the leader that's the most passionate, knowledgeable about that be running that function? But I think the other piece here, when you look at the CMO title disappearing or being folded in is that traditionally marketing hasn't been focused on revenue. And now that we're in this hyper digital world with tech stacks that can get your marketing about as aligned to revenue as you can possibly get, it's really the CMOs that are driving in that direction that are actually the ones that still have that seat at the table and are becoming the CROs, quite frankly. I just wish that they had renamed the CRO to be like the CMO plus or the SVCMO or something that just embellished on the fact that it is still actually the marketer that is responsible for revenue generation, right? The practice is still the same and it's going beyond just customer acquisition, right? This goes into lead acquisition to customer acquisition and then to retention. Talk to me a little bit about some of the technologies that you're seeing being used. You mentioned account-based everything that bring a company from introducing themselves to prospective customers, to leads, getting someone to be a customer, and then also thinking about customer retention. I mean, there's just no shortage of technologies out there that can help you accomplish this. And I will say that there's actually no one technology that can help you accomplish it either. It's all about how you build your stack and then how you orchestrate it. So there's the data piece of this. So what data are you bringing in to actually be able to identify and score your target accounts? That's typically firmographic data. That might be data that's telling you if there's intent in the market. It could be data that's helping you to bubble up engagement. And then there's the tools that actually help you go out and build relationships with your target accounts. So that's anything from digital advertising platforms that let you run ads against them. It's sales engagement platforms that you can use to coordinate with your SDR and AE teams. It's platforms like Sendoso that help you do direct mail gifting and e-gifting at scale as part of that as well. So talk to me a little bit about that last piece where you mentioned Sendoso focuses a lot on deliverability. And it's something that we think a lot about here working on the MarTech podcast. We're doing a fair amount of targeted outbound email. Right? We reach out to people that are MarTech providers that are interested in sponsoring the MarTech podcast, interested in reaching technology-driven marketers. Don't tell anybody, we had an account that was flagged as spam the other day. And I got an email from Google saying this account's been shut off because it's been flagged as spam. And I went into my Google admin and turned it back on and just stopped the campaigns for a couple of days. And hey, look at that. We're not spamming anymore. I'm assuming that Sendoso is a little bit more sophisticated than the 200 emails that we want to send a day. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. 
1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Talk to me about how email deliverability is related to ABM. To me, they're both kind of hand in hand. If you're running ABM where you are, let's say, identifying a group of 50 accounts and then two people per account, you've got 100 people that you want to reach out to, right? I'm going to wager an obscene amount of money that email is probably part of that mix, not only from a one-to-one sort of email with an SDR or an AE, but your marketing team actually might be providing air cover by inviting them to maybe a field event. And then Sendoso and how it works as part of a uh, ABM strategy, particularly in COVID, if you want to send someone a package to land on their desk, it's going to be part of a cadence through your AE or SDR because we have a feature called address confirmation. So we actually go and ask that person if they want to receive it at the office address that we already have on file or if they want to provide a separate address. So email deliverability, not being on the spam list is super important at this point. So when you talk about deliverability, you actually mean digital deliverability and literal physical deliverability as well. Talk to me about an ABM strategy. Why are you blending email outreach? You're, I'm assuming, having some newsletters. Does your sales funnel, your outbound stuff, hopefully you get somebody on a marketing newsletter, they're opting in for that. And then you're also going to send them a trinket in the mail. Why is this blend important? What is the right sort of mixture of the three different channels? I think it's highly dependent on the company you're in and who you're actually trying to reach out to, so your target market. But traditionally, the way that I've always viewed ABM is you're not always going to connect with your target accounts the first go, right? So to me, the database email strategy, the digital air coverage, the events, the marketing portion is actually kind of post you working it for the first time. So if an SDR takes 20 accounts and works them for a month, connects with five of them and then recycles the rest, then that's marketing's job to warm them up, engage them where it makes sense. And then when the SDR brings them back around, sees that there's a potential engagement point, 
then that's when you go back through. And traditionally, most sellers are mixing phone, email, and sending as part of that because we know that a multi-channel approach is going to connect with someone and give them the number of impressions that they're going to need in their mind to actually want to respond to you because they're not going to always answer their phone. They're not always going to see that email. They're not always going to remember that you messaged them on LinkedIn, but it's the combination of all of those that you're more likely to get a hit from them. They are going to remember that life-size bear that you dropped off on their doorstep because you were able to (laughs) confirm their physical address, though. Let's not forget. Absolutely. (laughs) Everybody loves life-size stuffed animals. Great marketing tactics. Underutilized. Forget how expensive it is. As much as I kid around, email is the primary channel for reaching your contacts. All the other channels are, to me, you know, important for getting that email, but supplementary. So at Sendoso, you have email deliverability. Maybe I'm misunderstanding, but it seems like it's part of the, the package or the product suite. And you're also going to be doing your own outbounding. Talk to me about how you think about email deliverability. Is it something Sendoso does or use other vendors to support you for that? So I'll put on my marketing hat for Sendoso. And the way that we manage our own email deliverability is a couple different things. So on the Marketo side, when we're doing our database marketing, we're actually going out and testing the email ahead of time, making sure that it doesn't get hit in spam filters. If we're emailing large companies, we're making sure that we do that in batches versus hitting their server all at once. Say you're trying to hit 200 people at LinkedIn, that's likely not going to happen if you're trying to email them all at once. And then On the SDR side, particularly when you look at sales engagement platforms, there is a real risk of having your SDRs send out too many emails in any one given day. It can definitely flag your domain as spam. So we definitely ensure that we're doing, I think it's no more than 800 a day. But that's on a huge day because we typically employ a one-to-one or one-to-few strategy where less is more. We really want to connect with our audiences and make sure that we're not batching and blasting. Yeah, it's funny. The other piece of advice here that I have is you got to include some variables in your email, right? You can't just send the same email to every single person. And you do want to limit the amount that you're sending them. Like I mentioned, we got flagged as spam from one of our accounts. And I think we had two campaigns running at once, which was the problem. But we were sending like 250 emails that day. It wasn't a ton of email, just more than probably one person would send in a regular course of a day. So last question for you, going back to the concept of account-based everything, to me, when you say, all right, everything's going ABX, not ABM, but you know, you're talking about your customer acquisition, your sales conversions, your customer success. Are there any other times where your company is taking an account-based strategy? Is it just acquisition, conversion, and retention? Pretty much. I mean, those are really the three areas that you need to be having an account-based lunch for sure. And I think everything else kind of permeates through that. So anytime that we're dealing with a prospect or a customer, we're thinking about them in a segment. Yeah. And I think that the important thing to think about, whether you're calling it account-based marketing, whether you're calling it being customer-centric, what matters is you understand the context of who the person you are reaching out to, what their relationship with your company is, and you're able to serve the right message at the right place at the right time. And to me, that's what covers this concept of ABX. It's the reason why we're seeing CMOs become CROs is that understanding the prospect, the leader, the customer, doesn't matter what stage they're in, you still have to know who they are and how they're experiencing your company. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Dan Fronin, CMO of Sendoso, for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Dan and I are going to talk about achieving growth during the economic downturn using ABM. 
But if you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Dan, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Daniel Fronen, D-A-N-I-E-L-F-R-O-H-N-E-N. Or you could visit his company's website, which is sendoso.com, S-E-N-D-O-S-O.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.